Welcome everyone to the Bolt from the Blue podcast. Since we were last with you, there have been two consequential games and we're going to talk about them. Uh, mostly we'll talk about the game against Leipzig because that was the most recent one where we will talk a little bit about the game against Liverpool as well. Guys, I have got two fantastic guests and in order of seniority, we will begin with the man, the legend, Bernard Denin. How are you doing, Bernard? And what, what sort of seniority are we talking about? Is it? Is it- is it age or IQ? Baldness. <laughs> I think I I think experience uh, of watching of watching Manchester City. I've got plenty of okay. experience. He's not very good at experience, but uh, yes, I'm fine. I'm keeping warm, and I think that's all anyone can do at the moment. And guys, we have also got our honoured guest Ray. Ray, how are you doing? I'm honoured my backside. Uh, I thought you said you had two uh, fantastic guests, and you got Bernard and me. Where are the other guys? <laughs> oh, I'm doing all right, mate. I tell you what, I tell you what, it's uh, blooming cold. I've uh, got these gigs at the moment where I'm working in the evenings. So I turn up, it's about zero or one degree, and I'm outside for about three hours. And I just, I, I, Mike will appreciate this. I freeze my nuts corners off, Mike. Honestly, I, I really do. Uh, that's that's well, a top that, joke. We, we've got the snow coming down here as I speak. So it's absolutely freezing over here. But uh, let's go to the lineups, and uh, this is where uh, Bernard specialises. And uh, th- this game against Leipzig, I, 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 when I looked at the Leipzig uh, team, I couldn't recognise anybody there at all. But anyway, let's let's ask Bernard about the the lineup. Well, I can give you City's lineup. I didn't even make a note there because I wouldn't know who they were anyway. In fairness, but uh, an interesting City lineup, wasn't it? Um, seven, uh, four changes to the Liverpool game, which would we'll briefly touch upon, uh, which is a bit less than I thought we might make, but Pep wanted to make sure, didn't you? I think he wanted to make sure we'd win this, although <laughs> it, it, wasn't as easy, it wasn't as easy perhaps as he thought, was it, in the end? But uh, anyway, Ortega, Walker, captain, Akanji Diaz, Gavardiol, Rodri, Lewis, Bernardo, 
Bolden, Grealish and Haaland. And on the bench, it was a reasonable bench, but again, uh, probably people like Stones on it who probably wasn't ever going to get on because he's just not fit enough by, by all accounts. Edison, Carson, Phillips, Stones, Aki, Doku, Alvarez, Gomez and Bob. And of course, a couple of those guys did make a, an impact when they did come on. Well, I, I, I tell you what, uh, Ray, I mean, my goodness, you know, we, we talk about Ederson and his skills, 13 minutes in, bing, and uh, it's like walloped up the pitch about 60 yards, uh, of, uh, the definition of uh, Jonathan Wilson's uh, direct uh, forward play, and we're 1-0 down. Yeah, it was really uh, poor, poor defending from, um, from Oza Kanji was uh, the main culprit on this occasion, if I remember correctly. Um, and don't worry, because his centre-back partner was foolish a bit late, 20 minutes later, equally foolish. Yeah, it was pretty poor. I mean, Akanji uh, wasn't near his man. That That's, um, in my book anyway, a mistake to start with. Um, so you're, you're around the halfway line. You know, you're giving your man about five or six yards space, which I, I thought was criminal. The guy gets the ball, you go to him, and then you try and nudge him. Or I, I don't know what Akanji was doing because it's not any defending that I've got any recollection of, either doing myself or watching anybody else do. That's not defending. And the guy was off. Uh, a pender was his name, and the pender was gone. He was uh, he upended Akanji, left him behind, and, and he was gone. And he strokes it past uh, Ortega Moreno, who was like, you know, he, he went down in slow motion, didn't he? The ball was past him and going in the net before he'd even moved. Uh, I thought he was a bit slow to go down, but on the other hand, you know, I didn't expect him to save it because uh, it was it was a one on one, and uh, you, know, you need a bit, of, I think, a bit of luck uh, to, to be able to deal with them. Uh, it, it was shockingly poor defending, if if we're honest about it, uh, you know, um, by by a Kanji. And uh, you know, I've, I've, I said it before. I'm, I'm sure you, uh, one of you at least, will agree that you know sometimes our players aren't as good as some of the fans think they are. And Kanji's got mistakes in him. Diaz has got mistakes in him. Everybody's got mistakes in them, um, you know. But um, it was it was another disappointing defensive display because we we just cannot keep clean sheets for whatever reason. And I don't think as Bernard said to me, he doesn't think it's um, tactics or structure. The you know the way we set up. There's a lot of individual errors cropping in. A lot. The two goals we conceded against Leipzig, individual errors. Um, and if you look through all the goals we consider this season, there'll be a ton of individual errors uh, from the defenders. Um, so it, it's a concern that we can't seem to concentrate long enough and properly enough to deal and, and to not make these errors ourselves and to see what's actually happening around us. What are your thoughts, Bernard? Yeah, I agree, Ray. I mean, uh, one thing that does worry me, we've not touched upon, is Walker's the captain. He's a defender. I don't see any sort of remonstrations. I don't see any sort of talking between these guys. You know, I don't see a lot of it. I mean, obviously, there might be the odd little thing, but there's nothing, no discussion between the Kanji what's going on. Obviously, we'll talk about the second goal, which equally was poor defending by uh, Diaz to begin with. Uh, I don't see a lot of remonstrations. You know, I don't see a lot on the pitch happening to sort of say, you know, what the hell's going on. All right, Pep's there in his technical box. He should be 
feeding information. But you know, yeah. we've got a, an experienced captain there who plays in defence. We should we should have a bit more, uh, a little bit more verbal. I think a little yeah. bit more positivity in that first half. I mean, we just saw a total lack of it all over the pitch. Uh, you know, whether we were letting goals in or blasting Rose Z, which we tended to do. We had three <laughs> or four. We had three or four good half chances in that first half, and it could have easily been three or four two at half time for us. We were absolutely pathetic but there's not there's no you know the, the lads apart from Ireland in the second half who was sort of going around geeing up the players I, I didn't see anything in that first half that the guys sort of getting at, getting at each other and that's what we need I mean when United was successful in the old days I mean you, there was a lot of a lot of verbal on the pitch you know there's a lot of remonstrations I'm not saying that's a perfect way to do it but I want to see something I want to see something if, if, if this was last season who'd, who'd be doing that on the pitch Who've been making those remonstrations? Being well, verbal, being Gundo and KDB, aren't you? The two yeah. guys who are responsible. I mean, yeah. KDB, I never think is a great captain. Anyway, I'd rather him not be captain. I think he's far better just getting on with his job. Yeah. But he would have said something. He's too mad, isn't he? He's too too it's much of a hard ass. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But he- he would have whinged. He'd have whinged on the pitch. Yeah. He'd have complained. Gundo, Gundo was the man last year. Of course, we haven't yeah. got that now, have we? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. We lost two great leaders. Well, um, Bernard, let me ask you this. Do you share uh, Ray's uh, doubts about Akanji? And I'm I'm asking this specifically because he's been proved right. I mean, it must have been about three or four games ago when Ray was um, uh, basically sending up the smoke signals about this guy. And um, I think that he's right. And no one else has had the the gumption to to call it out. What do you think, Bernard? I mean... I can't, look, as Ray said, they've got we've got mistakes in us. Uh, it's as simple as that. I can just done a cracking job. Don't let's not let's not uh, mince words. He's done. A, he's been a fantastic last year. He came in and he didn't he, he didn't need the twelve months bedding in period. He did a cracking job for us last year, and he surprised us all. We all thought he had mistakes in him, and for the majority of the games he played last season, he, he was solid. Uh, unfortunately, as with some other players this season. Uh, it's not so much, but I'm, I'm not going to pick on him. I mean, at the end of the day, it's you know, it's a matter of learning. And if he keeps doing mistake after mistake, game after game, then yes, uh, I expect him to be dropped and never, never see the light of the Etihad again. But you know, at this point in time, yes, he, he needs to learn from it, and he's he's been outstanding. And you know, he has allowed one or two errors, but we need to see movement. We need to see improvement, and that's that's all we ask. Yeah, Ray. Uh, Ray, ten minutes later, I mean. Bing! There goes the second one in, and I, I, you know, outplayed, outplayed in midfield. Akanji couldn't get back, and before we even know what's going on, we're two 0 down. Well, actually, it was um, it was Ruben Diaz who cocked up on the halfway line, and it was Gavardiol chasing back. Um, I think you got a slight. Uh, uh, your black and white TV weren't working. <laughs> I think it was Gavardiol running back, not Akanji. Um, I think the big did you see that thing on social media? That picture of obviously Diaz had been left behind, it had a pender going up the wing, and obviously Pep was in sliding distance. And some guy said he should have took one, (laughs) Pep should have took one for the team and slid in. (laughs) But from where I thought, look, a pender did or Diaz did himself. Now, Diaz, um, isn't faster than a pender. Okay, I think the only person, the only two people on City side who 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 can do a pender in a foot race would be Walker and Doku. That's it. Um, now, so pender's there. Diaz tried to nick the ball away at the halfway line or just inside their half, up, up at the touchline, miles away from goal. There's no need to do. There's no need to do that. 
Okay, you, you saw what Appender did to Akanji. Once he's gone, he's gone. He's, you're not catching him. So Diaz um, dives in, uh, um, misses the ball, Appender's off. Gavardiel comes across, Appender's coming in, and Appender's on the left-hand side. He's on his left-hand side. Gavardiel's coming across. He should be making sure that Appender stays on his left. Gives the goalkeeper more of a chance. Makes it much more difficult for the for the striker. And Gavardiel sells himself. I thought that was poor, another poor bit of defending. One from the Diaz and one from Gavardiel. You should, there's no way that Appender should have been able to come in onto his right foot. No way. And Gavardiel sold himself, let himself go. And then Appender had two... Basically, he could hit it on either side because because he put in his his body's open and he pulled it to the near post. And again, Ortega Moreno had uh, he had no chance, zero chance of saving, or very little chance of saving that once the guy had cut inside. So it was and again shocking defending. So we've we've had the terrible mistake from Akanji. We've had a terrible mistake from Diaz, and a poor, not as terrible, but a poor mistake from Gavardio. As I, I'll repeat, you should not be letting a guy who's going down the channel. On his left foot, cut inside. You should not be doing that. You should be uh, conscious of that's what he wants to do. Let him have take a difficult shot from a, tight, a tighter angle across uh, Ortega Moreno. And Ortega Moreno would have a lot more chance of saving that because he's half covering his near post already. The goal, the, the appender would have had to do putting a, a, a pretty good shot to score. But once he'd cut inside Gavardiol, you know, um, he didn't need to have as much accuracy and, and he had the choice and we didn't stand a chance so 2 nil down and at that stage was it deserved uh, we'd had a couple of chances you know but it's the story of our season I've been saying it from day one you know we've, we're, we're having chances we're not taking them we're having good chances cracking chances we're not taking them and then we're shoddy in midfield shoddy especially at the back making mistakes and this was an exactly uh, a blueprint of another Typical City game for this season. Missing chances, creating chances, missing chances, giving up easy chances, conceding goals, not keeping clean sheets. That's been City's season so far. And it's three months in. It is, you know, I'll have people saying, look, you know, we City are so good, we'll come back. We've always come back. We'll bounce back in the second half of the season. We'll get KDB, everything else. But it's it's a concern that we're in, we're in December now. We're recording this on the 1st of December. We're into December, so we've had three and a half months. And we're still making the same mistakes. You know, we might iron it out. We might start to concentrate. And, you know, we've got to still trust Pep because, you know, after his, after Pep's first season, every, lots of people saying Pep needs to be pragmatic. He needs to change. He can't do what he, he's doing in the Premier League. This is different. And then we bumped in a 100-point season. So, you, you know, it can turn on, on a sixpence this. But right now, you've got to be concerned. Uh, Bernard, uh, obviously we went in 2-0 uh, down at halftime. It is a concern. We're leaking goals all over the place. What do you put that down to? Well, I think Ray touched upon it earlier, didn't he? And mainly individual errors. That's the problem. It's not, not particularly uh, defensively. I think we've got a stronger defence this year. If you look at the names that we've got yeah. and the abilities, uh, I think we've got a, a far better defence. But unfortunately, it's not yeah. working. That, that's mainly because... Uh, probably a bit of zonal marking on set pieces. That's been a problem with us early in early in the season, and of course this this um, the ability now for players just to make silly mistakes, uh, make make errors that uh, obviously Pep gets them in and replays them and tells them what to do next time, and hopefully they'll learn. But uh, I think I think that's it. That's the only problem. And of course the defense defensively, of course we rely on the midfield as well, don't we, to to cover. Yeah. 
and all right, he's playing with, you know, he's got Lewis and Stones playing these new roles. Akanji's now playing this new role. But is, is that, you know, is that causing us a little bit more problem as well? It's all right, Akanji's now adapting to that. But if it means he can't defend for Toffee, I mean, what, what's the point of him becoming another John Stones? You know, it, it's uh, Pep has to still do a little bit of work, I think, uh, because we should be able to defend better. But uh, I would say of all the goals we've let in, probably about 60%, 70% have been individual errors. So yeah. cut that out. Mm-hmm. Cut that out. It's looking but a lot I, better. But, but the thing is, Bernard, if this, but how do you concede? Because it's just been so many. We've conceded. Well, I can't even tell you how many we conceded. Uh, in the league, it must be around 15 off the top of my head. In the league, uh, Champions League, we must have conceded ha- at least half a dozen. I mean, I, uh, you know... Well, if it was anyone else, if it was any other manager, they'd go back, you know, they'd do the old Delft thing, wouldn't they? We'd go back to basics, but yeah. we're, not, we're not. it's not any old manager, is it? It's Pep. So Pep has his own ideas about defending, which isn't to really defend, is it? That's the problem. No. So he's got to sort out how his non-defensive team stops letting goals in. And that's up to him because any other manager would say, right, let's go back to a 4-4-2. Let's go back to this sort of thing, you know, a, a sweeper system, whatever. Whatever, you know, the old days would be a sweeper system. But Pep doesn't, Pep doesn't think like that. Okay. So he's got to work the, He's got to work a system around how he likes to play his yeah. football. We, I'm, I'm just going to go through some, go, you know, okay. Some, um, we've conceded 13 goals in the league in 13 games. Still, it's not terrible. It's you know for, all right. Leaking four goals against uh, Chelsea didn't help, but we conceded 14, uh, 13 goals in thirteen games. In the uh, I'm not going to uh, most other games we've conceded in the I'll call them exceptional games, as in you don't have many of them. The League Cup we conceded one against Sevilla in the in the Cup winners, uh, in the Super Cup we conceded one in the Community Shield we conceded one. We, we're conceding quite regularly in the Champions League. We conceded one against Leipzig away. Against young boys away, we conceded one. Um, against, let me just try to, you'll remind me of all the other ones. Uh, we kept a clean sheet against young boys in one game. Leipzig, we conceded two, so that's four altogether. And there's one game, have I missed one? Uh, I missed one game out. But there's, anyway, there's four games where, uh, against the Red Star, we conceded one. So we conceded five in five. So we're, on average, conceding one goal a game. So that's, it actually works out. Um, Quite right because I think we conceded twenty-one goals in twenty-one games. That's actually shocking. And if you're going to tell me, 70%, if you say two-thirds of them—that's fifteen goals, fourteen, fifteen goals—individual uh, errors, you can't cut them out. If it if it was two or three goals that were individual errors, I'd say all right, you can might be able to focus on that a little bit, and it's just unlucky. But if you're going to say fourteen or fifteen goals this season are individual errors. That's way too many. So it, it just, um, it, it just, there's something else behind it. There's got to be something else behind it. You know, it can't be just an, a slight aberration now and again. It's happening in two thirds of our games where we're making an, an individual error and conceding a, a silly goal. Uh, even the Liverpool one, when we go back to that, you know, Trent Alexander Arnold, he was in Oceans of Space, no one was near him. That was really that was poor. I thought Haaland should have been closer for that, but you know we might c- come on to that later. But there's got to be, I think, something more fundamentally wrong if we're going to concede 14 or 15 goals in 20 games from individual errors. Bernard, uh, to what extent do you think complacency is set in? I mean, it, it was such a fantastic season last season, and um, I mean, what do we think? We 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 can like just mail it in and beat these teams, and they're they're embarrassing us um, on a regular basis. 
Well, the problem is obviously uh, we're not beating the big teams. We've got to, you know, the Liverpools, the Newcastles, Newcastles, if you like, that was a cup game, but it didn't matter. But, you know, we've got Tottenham and Villa. We've got big teams coming up and, you know, drawing these games isn't enough. But what's happening, of course, with the champions of Europe? So, uh, City's always a big, no matter how, no matter what anyone says about a small club, City are a big scalp. Where even even for the Liverpools and the Tottenham's or this, or the Aston Villas, of course, they'll, they'll love to come to our place and play at theirs and beat us. But so I mean, it's a bit of both. I mean, I don't think anyone, any City players going out not to put the effort in. Uh, but obviously, we're having, we're, you know, we're having to play. Sometimes we're having to play. And I think over the years we've had to do it anyway, play a little bit better. And this year we're just playing okay. That's the problem. Not not raised that bar a little bit this season yet. And so um, against teams, you know, like Liverpool and Leipzig, Leipzig had nothing to lose. And of course, even at two 0 I was confident we'd, we'd win this. I was still, you know, even I, even though we played a sham, shambolic that first half, I know we're much better than that. So. But yeah, it is a little bit of both. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard to raise yourselves for a, after a treble season. Of course it is. But, uh, you know, the professionals, and we're okay. We're doing all right. We're playing all right. But that's just not good enough because other teams are raising their game as well. So, unfortunately, we have to, uh, we have to be a bit better than that. And hopefully, um, very soon, as I say, Ray said, we're three and a half months in, uh, we'll start getting better quickly. I think you've raised an important mm-hmm. point there, there, Bernard. I think the hallmark of our success previously has been beating the big teams in the in the top six leagues you know we we, we basically we pasted teams and that's what's won us the league i think because we've beaten our closest rivals now we look at our closest rivals liverpool have taken a point off us arsenal have taken three points off us um we've got the spuds at the weekend war tied if they take anything off us they, they we cannot afford you know we've got to beat the top teams and they will, you're right, Mike. There, there is going to be a little bit of complacency. Walker bellowed out one of the reasons he stayed, you know, and he said, Right, we get back to work and we're, you know, but it's it's one thing to say it, it's easy, things are easy, easily, easy to say than do because you can still have in the back of your mind or in your subconscious that, uh, you know, we're, we're the men, you know, we're the man, you know, we've won everything and it, you can slip. So you need those very strong voices, and I don't doubt. If we had, if we still had Gundogan and KDB, I don't think we'd be playing as as we are doing now because those guys showed that they could remain at a very high, consistently high level of performance and application. Um, and I think they would have, they would not have allowed the team to make the mistakes that they're making. I think they would have dragged us through a couple more games, got a couple more wins or a couple more points, and we'd be sat on top of the table. Um, you know, so it is a concern. I don't. I, we have to snap out of it, but I don't know when that's going to be. Uh, Bernard, obviously, you you were exactly right. Um, we lost the first half two nil. We won the second half three nil. Ended up coming up uh, on top. Was there any signs of that uh, that that was coming for you uh, towards the end of the first half? Because I, I I didn't see it. No, not in the first half. No, as I said, I was I was assuming we were going to win this, but not based on what, what I saw in the first half. It was as simple as that. You just know that once you get back in that dressing room, uh, all right. As I said on the pitch, nothing was happening. There's no communication. Walker was, you know, as captain was just doing his duty. He had a, an awful game himself that first half, as most of the players did. But he just knew Pep would kick him up the ass, and uh, he made a, a, an immediate change. 
And of course, he made two quick changes after that. And uh, fortunately, using subs uh, worked. Pep doesn't like altering things, but even he, even Pep had to alter that shambolic first half display by that eleven. So, uh, yeah. So there was nothing to hint at it, but of course, uh, it did have an effect in the second half. Those changes he made, and because I wouldn't say we come out blazing, but obviously we started to take chances, which was the difference. Mm -hmm. Ray, what changed? Um, well, we made some substitutions. That, that's what changed. Uh, Diaz had to be, he had to be pulled off because he was on a yellow card. He, he was very lucky to escape a second yellow card. I think the fella dived, uh, embellished uh, the, the 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 foul, if there was a foul. Um, but he was very lucky to escape, you know, a, a second yellow. If he hadn't been booked already, I think he'd have got a yellow card for that. And he'd, you know, so he was very very fortunate. So we, we had to pull him off. Uh, Aki came on. And Aki showed us how to defend. Simple as that. Within a few minutes, he had a one-on-one -on -one versus a pender. And Aki came out on top. Now, you could argue, well, Akanji had a one-on-one you know, one, one -on -one with a pender. He was just unlucky to lose it. And same with, with Diaz. And Aki was lucky to win as well. You know, look, it plays a part in football. But I think Aki did his job much better than the other two guys. He didn't dive in. He stood him up. He, you know, took his time. Uh, and he, he defended properly at the halfway line. So I'll, I'll give him credit. Um, I'm not saying Walker coming off helped us. Um, Doku coming on made a difference, a big, big difference when Doku come on because he was a threat. And as much as you know, fans love Jack, he's not enough of a threat. He's a threat to win free kicks. And sorry, that's not enough. We need more. Uh, Doku didn't score, didn't assist, if I remember correctly. But he created havoc again. And I want someone to create havoc. He didn't assist because of some woeful shooting from Alvarez when he was about 12 yards out and Doku rolled it into him. A couple of others where the uh, Leipzig defenders got there just before our, our, our attackers. So Doku created havoc. They needed He needed two men on him at all times. And actually, I think one of them, uh, one of our goals uh, was the Gvardiol, I think the Gvardiol pass to Foden for Foden's goal came from Gvardiol being afforded space because two men went out to meet Doku. Because they always needed two men on him. And if they had one man, he'd skin him. So Doku, you know, he shook him up. He, he did he did the business. Uh, and that mm -hmm. was a, a big, big change. And who else did who else come on then? Was it uh, Rico? Did we, uh, no, sorry. I'm trying to think who else came on uh, for when Walker. Alvarez. Alvarez come on when Walker went off. I'm, I'm not sure he made that much difference. I, I, I think he had a, a bit of an average game. He scored a goal, give him credit. Uh, you know, sometimes... It's weird because we'll say that about Haaland, if Haaland has a crap game and scores a goal, you say, well, he scored a goal, you know. So maybe we can, you know, give um, Alvarez a little bit of uh, leeway or any other player who doesn't play well and scores a goal. If you don't play well and score, you know, three goals in every four games, it doesn't matter if you didn't play well in my book because you're going to get enough goals in that season. You'll be a 30-goal-a-man season in the league. So I think those were the changes. We were more direct. Uh, well, not we didn't play direct football. We're just quick. We were urgent. Um, there were more urgency in our play. Uh, we were passing it quicker, moving quicker. Um, it, I think it, Pep, Pep changed Folden's role a little bit, didn't well, he? I, I, I think Pep lost his shoes at half time. I thought I think Pep lost both his shoes at half time because he must have stuck them in someone's backside by kicking it so hard. Um, a few of the players because they they needed it, um, and I think that that's what changed the mentality. Changed. And once we were on the front foot, once we'd got that goal, Leipzig started to crumble. You could see it. 
You could see it. Once we scored the first goal, I had no doubt we would score the second. Once we scored the second, I was, wasn't sure whether we wanted, we were happy with, at points, I thought we were happy with the draw, not to lose. But Leipzig were struggling because we were on the front foot. They run out of energy. They're running out of, you know, they, I think they still had the motivation and everything, but they knew in their hearts that City, we, we'd become a, like, a bit like a steamroller. We were putting them under a lot of pressure and it, it, they, I think some of their players felt that they would crack. They felt that they couldn't mm-hmm. hold on. And that's what, how we prevailed by, as I said, by being dominant and the other team weakening a little bit. Burn, tell us about that first goal for City, uh, 54th minute Erling Haaland. Yeah, well, it was all Foden, really, wasn't it? I mean, some yeah. nice little work from Foden. And uh, all credit to Ireland. He hadn't had the most busiest of games in the first half, but uh, he found his spot and picked it. Uh, simple, real. But all, I think uh, all three goals of Foden was the key element in all three, I think, at, at certain points in the, in the goals. So, yeah, um, he, he was a difference. And Ireland did what Ireland should be doing, uh, picked his spot, and we were back in it. Uh, Ray, at that point, um, City had completed 500 passes to Leipzig's 208. It really is all about ruthlessness. And that was a little touch of ruthlessness from Erling Haaland, wasn't it? About time, mate. Well, that's the truth about it. He had a couple of opportunities in the first half. I think he had a header that he um, was a bit weak on. Uh, a shot that was pretty poor. Didn't have any power. Um, it was about blooming time. So... You know, you, you might sit, talk about ruthlessness, but I'm saying he's had three or four half chances before he scored. And goals change. If, you know, funnily enough, goals change the direction of football matches. If he'd scored when it was nil-nil, we might have won that four or five because Leipzig will be thinking, oh, how are we going to get back from here? We're losing. So, you know, I always say you take your early chances, you um, influence the direction of that game from an early early point. You don't take them. You're giving the, the, uh, your opposition the opportunity to to, to to feel a bit more confident and uh, you know to try, maybe have a go at you. So give him credit. It was, an, it was a nice, nice enough finish. But as Bernard said, you know he was he was open and Ford and found him. You expect him to score. Bernard, 15 minutes later, bang, it's two two. And this time it's Phil Foden again. Uh, Gvario played a part. I think it was it it, um, it sprang from a, a free kick initially. Um, how did you see that one? What did you think about it? Yeah, I feel what I like about Phil Foden is he he moves at quite a, quite uh, quite a pace, and yet it seems as though sometimes that ball stuck to his foot. You know, in the same way it does with Bernardo, but Bernardo's a lot more David Silver back in the day, uh, a lot a lot slower. I mean, when Foden's at full pelt. I mean, he must have took what two or three touches with that with that goal before it before he uh, sort of put placed it into the goal, which is what we want to see. Pep's told him to to pass it into the net, hasn't he? A lot more than we are doing. And we'll talk about the last goal in a minute, which was uh, Alvarez's, which was passed in as well. And it's just superb the way he controls it and keeps keeps that. You know, it's as though it's on a little Peter Barnes string, isn't it, when he has that in those little tight spaces. And yeah, uh, he you know good a good ball by Gvardio, but. Fold and I'd, I still had bits to do, and, and he did it very, very well in the space of about five yards. He'd uh, controlled it a couple of times, and uh, again uh, passed it into the net. Uh, an excellent goal from uh, Foden. Ray, it was an an arrogant little goal. One might even say nonchalant, uh, the yeah. way that he did that. Yeah, it was it, it was a well taken goal. Well taken goal. You know, it was and, and it was control. It was the finish was sublime because. It was placed 
It, you know, it wasn't one of these where he just hit and hope and, oh, I got it on target, that's good enough. No, he he got it through the defender's legs. The defender legs, left his legs wide open, um, you know, and um, Forden just used that to shield it from the goalie. By the time the goalie sees it, you know, it's, it's already going in. And um, by the time he dives, it's, I think it was past him, partly because it went through the fella's legs. So, no, it was a, it was a very, very well-taken goal from, from Phil. Um, and I think he was probably, him and him and Doku, if you can have two heartbeats in the second half, those were the heartbeats of the team, Doku and uh, Phil Foden. And well, I think, the, I think the guys have got it absolutely spot on. Um, Ake uh, replaced Ruben Diaz, Alvarez and Doku replaced uh, Walker and Grealish. And... Um, I thought Leipzig had scored, actually, uh, Bernard. I don't know if you remember this, but I think it was a VAR call because uh, Leipzig had the ball in the net. Do, yeah, do you remember that one? Soft. Yeah, it was another soft goal. It was one of those goals that you think, well, how the hell did he get that in the in the goal? Well, what happened to the, def- to the defence again? But, of course, it was called back, obviously, being at the game. I never got a chance to see what it was, but obviously the Lions was about halfway up the up our half. So, you know, it was called back for an offside earlier in the move, wasn't it? It wasn't uh, at the goal time. But, of course, we thought we were 3-2 down at that stage. But, uh, as I said, Ray might have seen the playback of that. I don't I don't know. I didn't know. No, no. So, I, I assume it was an, an offside, perhaps a couple, of passes, a couple of passes before yeah. rather than the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the goal, yeah. And the last one was a decent pass. I think the offside was earlier in the yeah. move. But, yeah. again, what were we doing? What was our defending? Shocking. Yeah. Shocking defending. And I, I haven't seen you know, uh, counted it back um, and, and seen how many defenders we had. It was either three versus three or we might have had four at the back. But we were all over the shop, all over the shop. The guy was, uh, the guy who got the final, who actually uh, slotted it home, totally free, totally free. It was shocking defending. Uh, I mean, you know, you might as well, uh, put, uh, I might as well record that. And every time you say something, you can <laughs> press a button and say, shocking defending. Shocking defending. Just have to press a button, put it on repeat, you know, because it was, it was terrible. You know, I, I tell you what, Bernard, Bernard's just in, in, in his early 60s. I'm in my mid 50s. Mike's, Mike's a young one. <laughs> you know, Mike's, a, Mike's a lady killer. He's about 52 or something or 51, whatever, whatever it is. I think we would have done better in defense. Uh, you know, we might be in slow, but we'd have been the right in better positions than those those fellas. Um, you know, it's you know, but it's people might say, oh, "You old fellas, you're embarrassing yourselves." You know, with what you say. But look, those guys are embarrassing themselves the way they defend. You know, if they defended well and the opposition played well, we wouldn't say silly things like this. You know, we wouldn't have the opportunity. But they're giving us opportunity every week to criticize and make fun of them because. You know, because otherwise, all it, well, Bernard and me can't actually physically pull our hair out. We can metaphorically pull our hair out. Mike can physically pull his out. And we'd be all pulling our hair out if we could because it's the similar mistakes week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Bernard, bong, three minutes from time. It's uh, Alvarez. And, and again, it was uh, that little live wire, uh, Foden, who had a role in that as well. He made a, a big difference uh, to us. Can you... Can you um, reconstruct that for us i must admit we got a couple of uh it was a little bit fortunate i thought because obviously doku combined with forward and found alvarez but in between those three three guys there was two little deflections so i mean obviously doku took a little deflection to get to forward and then obviously forward and you know a bit a bit like bernardo in the old champions league finally it took a, a deflect 
behind it looked as though it was a pass to us, but obviously when you watch it on TV, that took a deflection to find Alvarez. And, and Alvarez, Ray said, hesitated when we did a little show the other day, but I thought he just calmly waited <laughs> for the defender and the goalie to uh, place themselves and he calmly put it past him. So I'm being kind to Alvarez, but uh, he seemed to wait a little bit, and but he just picked his spot. A little bit fortunate, but... Thoroughly deserved. I think. I think we by the by the end of the game, we I think we just about deserved to win it. Although we wouldn't have bolted a draw at one stage, but uh, yeah, uh, a little bit of luck. But Alvarez just picks his spot, and uh, it's uh, another win and five wins out of five. Yeah, job done, Ray, and uh, top of the group, and on we sail. Yeah, I, I, I think um, you know we've 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 done what we needed to do. We won the group, we, uh, maximum points. You know, if you can win the last game, we I think that's the first time we'd yeah. ever have it. Phillips might get a game in the last game. I'd be it, mate. would be in death. There's more chance of... Uh, Carson in net. There's more chance of Carson in there, and there's more chance of the or me playing at, at the DM than Phillips. I'm sorry, we make fun of it. But if Phillips can't get a game in, you know, a start in this game, then, um, you know, it, it's, it's a token gesture if he plays in the last game. But it would be nice to finish with 18 points. Uh, club would get a little bit more money. I'm sure we all know that's what it's about these days, money, money, money. Um, and it gives, you know, obviously, the opportunity to, to rest players, which is nice for a change. Um, and it won't be um, too long before uh, we've got our game in the... Um, so that game's on the 13th, which actually is really good because we're off to uh, the Club World Cup. Um not long thereafter. So that'd be good to rest players for that. Um, you know, so yeah, we, we roll on, we roll on. We can focus on the league for a little bit now and we need to. Barcelona beat uh, Porto uh, 2-1, uh, Dortmund beat Milan uh, 3-1. Uh, Bernard, um, so far, has there been another team uh, in the European competition that's impressed you that looked like a threat? Yeah. Yeah, they're all rubbish, mate. I don't, don't no um, I'm not worried about any of our opponents in Europe. We're, we're, the, we're the best team, and uh, we'll, we'll show we'll show it come February, March when we get to the uh, round of sixteen, etc. And uh, watch United in the Europa League. That's uh, all, all good. Hey, but, but all right. Do you want United to actually get in the Europa League, or do you want them to miss out in total? You know, what well, because they get the Europa League and more games for them, and they'll cut that up at some stage. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them to get in the Europa League. All right, lads. Uh, we're 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 going to go on and talk a little bit about the Liverpool game. Um, before we do that, is there anything else that you guys want to say about that game against Leipzig, or have we covered it? Um, don't think I want to say, Bernard. What about the manager? You know, I mean, you might not. Think, <laughs> I had a chat with Bernard the other day. He wasn't as uh, effusive in his praise as, as, as I was, but I thought they played really well. I thought they they gave it a go. You know, they, they, they might not have the same personnel as us, but. You know, they, I think they pressed us hard. I mean, I, I certainly would take him more over Ange Postacoglu, who Bernard proffered up as a potential future city manager. Um, so I'm, that's my question, Bernard. What do you think of the, the Leipzig manager? Is he anything to shout about? Or am I talking through my backside? No, let's move on. Liverpool. <laughs> well, let, let, let's go over to Bernard for that. Because that, that... He's only 47. Come on. What's he done? What's he won? What's he won? What's he won? What's he won? Oh, you, you, you're cruel, man. What, what can you win? <laughs> no, no. Let, let's be honest. What can you win? Okay. As a manager, he, he won the UEFA Youth League. He won that. 
He's won the Austri Austrian Bundesliga. He's won that twice. Off Austrian Cup. Listen, listen, Pep's here for 10 more years, mate. Oh, I'm not right. even talking about it. We, look, they beat by, by, the, the, by Munich with um, uh, Harry Kane in the uh, Super Cup, uh, DFL Super Cup this year. Doesn't that count for anything? No. No. He's won, didn't he win stuff as a, as a player then? Obviously, he won something as a player. I mean, they're now fifth in the Bundesliga. He can't keep them in the top four, so no, I'm not interested. All right, fair enough. All right, guys. Well, but moving moving swiftly on, I'll do the Liverpool lineup, and uh, we'll go over to uh, Burnham for the City lineup. So, obviously, Liverpool came out with Alisson, Alexander-Arnold, Matip, uh, Van Dijk, Simikas, um, interesting, um, McAllister and... Zabozlai, I, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but everyone, everybody seems to be raving about those two, but I don't see a defensive midfielder between the pair of them. Uh, Joan Salah, Nunes and Jota, he didn't last that long. Uh, Bernard, over to you for the City lineup against Liverpool. And, and I realise I'm stretching your memory here a little bit, but um, anything interesting there? No, I've got nine right. I've got it on my bit of paper here, which I was quite reasonably happy with. Uh, I had... Uh, uh, Gvardiola, uh, I thought Aki wouldn't be fit, so I'll give myself 10, really, because I would have played Aki if I thought he was going to play. But uh, it was Edison Walker, Akanji, Diaz, Aki, Rodri, Bernardo, Doku, Foden, Alvarez and Haaland, Ortega, Carson, Phillips, Stones, Gomez, Gvardiol, Bob and Lewis on the bench. So a, a pretty good team. I don't think there's any big problems with that team. Uh, I thought it was sort of there to do a job against uh, an OK Liverpool team who, who uh, were there for the beating, I thought. Mm -hmm. Ray, what did you think of that first half? Sorry, you're going to have to put your audio on, Ray. Oh, I was on mute. Sorry, guys. Um, sorry. Um, that was a bit of editing required. What did I think of that first half? Well, I, um, I thought we were the best side. You know, as we usually are at, at home, we're a better side than Liverpool, uh, quite comfortably. So I think we missed some chances. You know, I think we didn't... Um, our dominance our dominance in the in that first half didn't result in, I think, in the goals that it, we should have had. Liverpool were reliant, uh, as usual, at uh, uh, the Etihad on some some of our mistakes to, you know, to create their their, their own chances. Was their, what was their best chance in that first half? The one from Matic, when he ran through our midfield, you know, waltz through. I think if I'm right in saying that, but that, that game was so long ago, I can't remember, man. Um, getting old, but I th no, I, th I think we were generally a far better side than Liverpool, and, and uh, you know I think we sh we should have been a, a couple up at half time. Yeah, I think I think the argument. Uh, yeah, I'm just just saying, mate. I think the arguments about who's better at the moment, Alisson or Edison, I don't th I don't think there's any comparison, mate. Is there? I think Alisson did his best to give us. A oh, he he was all the over the place, wasn't he? Terrible. So I, I, you know, I would say, you know, two years ago, probably Allison. As at this point in time, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, we had the better keeper and the the better team overall. Which is frustrating that, of course, uh, we went we in at half time one nil up, and we we couldn't build on that. Yeah, I mean, Ray. One the one um, feature of the first half, I think, that most people will agree on is that Doku gave uh, Alexander Arnold a terrible chasing. Uh, oh, it yeah. was very, very, very prominent. He ripped him to bits. He absolutely pulverised him. Uh, you know, he, Alexander Arnold, apart from his goal, he had a game to forget because he was um, he was third best in a two-horse race consistently. I mean, um, Doku terrorised him. Um, and um, it was quite 
embarrassing was it Gary Neville said he was uh, Alexander Arnold is a wonderful defender one of the best right back blah 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 man of the match for scoring the goal but not actually doing what he's paid to do is defend if he if he was playing right midfield that's different he's playing right back that game so his job is to stop Doku creating havoc creating opportunities creating chances and he he failed miserably if I'm right Doku had 11 successful dribbles that game, which is the most anybody's had for uh, in the Premier League for a few years. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I didn't see this mythical one. You know, one of the best ever right backs in the Premier League. So why, oh, why, why, why didn't we get any assists from Doku then, mate? He had 11 dribbles. What was his yeah, decision making? Poor. Well, I, 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 I said actually after the game that I was disappointed with his decision-making this game. Normally, I said Doku's decision-making is really top-rate. Uh, he knows when to pass it. He's to some good crosses, good passes, good dribbles, knows when to do it. But this game, I, I don't know what it was, this game. It, it, it felt to me, he's, he was ripping the defender to pieces, going on all these dribbles, good successful dribbles, but he wasn't making, I don't think, the, the right choices in this game for whatever reason. And it just could be, I can't put my finger on it. I'm, I can't even conjure up a, 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 an idea as to why Doku, his decision-making wasn't as good as normal. He was exciting. Don't get me wrong. He was really exciting, really direct and, and uh, threatening. But I think his final ball just wasn't on the money. Yeah, Bernard, I, 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 when I watched this game, I was trying to be as objective as I possibly can be, which is not 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 easy. But th those uh, that that midfield pairing that Liverpool are, are ranting and raving about uh, Zaboslai and um, McAllister, they looked a bit workmanlike to me. I didn't see anything special. Did you? No, no, I, I didn't see anything special in the ninety minutes. I mean, they, they got a goal. We talked about it very briefly before. I just didn't see anything special about this Liverpool team. Uh, you know, I, I've sort of read a lot. I've not seen much of them about how they've rebooted and et cetera, et cetera. But uh, whether it was the tactics clock played, I don't, I don't know. But I just I wasn't overly impressed. This is one of the weaker Liverpool teams I've seen at the Etihad for a little while, which made it all the more disappointing that we didn't get the uh, three points. What do you reckon, Ray, about Liverpool rebooted 2.0? What's your opinion? Well, they're up there, and I, I dare say they're the team that most of us fear because they've had, um, they've got a history in the last few years of being up there. You, you know, we can't take that 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 away from them. Um, you know, in the recent past, they've won the league, they finished a close second twice. Um, so you 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 know they won the Champions League. You can't just write them off. Uh, and I think we fear them more than Arsenal because it might have only been once in about 32 years, but they have been there and done it in recent times, won that Premier League and been, as I said, come second very close twice. So um, got to, you, you've got no choice but to um, look at them carefully and with uh, with consideration. And they're up there. That's what you've got to say. There are a few teams that are up there. You know, we've not pulled away. I'm, a bit, I'm You know, I've said it before, I'm a bit disappointed pointed where we've not played well um the, i don't think this season but i think we should have beat uh, spurs and we should sorry we should have beat chelsea and we should have beat liverpool i think we should be honestly a couple of points clear three points clear in this league right now with a goal difference that would be worth an extra point liverpool are one point behind us villa are one point behind us spurs are only two points behind us even 
crappy old Man United. They're only five points behind. You know, so I think that's a t- um, testimony to how, if I dare say, how poorly we've played this season. You know, there's four games out of 13. Uh, a quarter of our games, we haven't had a win. And I think that's, I think that's poor. Well, uh, Bernard, um, uh, we saw a lot of headlines uh, before this particular game. The tale of the tape was all about Darwin Nunes against uh, Erling Haaland. Uh, and he showed them how it was done. 27th minute, whip one in. And uh, that was basically Holland uh, telling you who is the boss because if for me for me there's night and day between those two players i don't know if you disagree but that that's how i see it what do you think bernard well we know ray's a big darwin fan don't we we know ray loves him <laughs> to make some money at our ground but I did, uh, I did. yeah i mean all credit you know Holland did what he did against leipzig he, he had the chance and he took it he had other half chances that he didn't take but uh, all credit it all came from allison because he missed it you know, again a pretty poor distribution, and Aki ended up with the ball and a superb uh, KDB-like splitting ball, split the Liverpool defence, and Ireland uh, is there, and fortunately Alisson got a hand to it, but obviously perhaps he could have done better, perhaps he could have put it round the pole, it seemed a bit of a weak, weak-wristed weak uh, attempt, but uh, he could only help it into the net, so uh, yeah, Ireland was, was well ahead of uh, that other guy you mentioned of Nunez, what Nunez or whatever he's called, uh, and of course he wanted to have a go up Pep at the end, didn't he? But I don't, I don't know what all that was about. <laughs> I have no idea. Perhaps, perhaps Pep said, Pep said something about his dad. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. But uh, <laughs> uh, yes, there's a, a long way between them. There's, there's clear, clear space between our two, our two strikers. That's for sure. Um, uh, Ray, uh, uh, I think one of the frustrations is that City absolutely. I think. I, I've scanned all the reports. Everyone agrees that that was a dominant uh, Man City performance in the first half. They were they were completely head and shoulders above, but still only a goal to the good. It's worrying, Ray, isn't it? I mean, it's it's worrying in one way, but it's also comforting in another because we're still uh, right up there, but mm. it's been a bad season so far. Yeah, I think as a, bad, I think is a little bit uh, melodramatic, Mike. I think it's a little bit over the top. Bad season, you know, a bad season where we're or okay. If a bad season where we're at the the Carabao Cup, I accept that that's a bad season. Um, but where Manchester City, you know, where you, where you, we've given up on the Carabao Cup uh, now, we're focusing on 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 biggies, uh, the Champions League. We're focusing on the league. That's where our priorities are, and you can you you should be able to argue. We're through in the in the Champions League. That was our aim. We're up there in the league. That's our aim. Yes, I think should we be a bit higher up the table? Yeah, yeah I think we should be top. I think we should. And as I said earlier, I think we should be three points clear with a, a goal difference that is uh, worth an extra point to us. But we're not. But it, that doesn't really correlate to a bad season. A bad season is watching. Uh, a score no goals at home for about was it six months under Stuart Pearce or whatever it was four or five months. Um, a bad season is watching uh, David Pleat, you know, uh, shimmy shamming across uh, the main road turf. That's a bad season, Mike. So I, I, I think you've uh, forgive me for saying this, Mike, but you've become one of those 
plastics, <laughs> Man United, that Man United, <laughs> who feel the entitlement. Come on, man, we're second in the table, one point off the top. You know, we were through in the Champions League. We, we we won the Super Cup, European Super Cup. We've got the Club World Cup to, to play and hopefully win this month. And you're calling that a bad season? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm talking take about. Take it back, mate. Take it back. I don't know. Take it back, mate. I'm, 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 I'm going to have to take it. I'm just talking about <laughs> compared to our standards. Now, guys, one of the, uh, one of the indications, one of the surefire indications that you can uh, perceive as to how Liverpool are playing is watching Jurgen Klopp, and I did that, and he was going absolutely. Buck mad on the on the uh, touchline, uh, Bernard, all over the place, and I think that that tells you what he thought about their performance. Uh, what did you think uh, going into the second half here? Well, he's a manager, mate. It's, it's whose fault is it? I mean, obviously the ta- tactically they were they're pretty inept. I mean, he's the guy who sets them up in the same way Pep has to accept responsibility for the first half against Leipzig. He has to accept uh, that Liverpool's limitations, and he can't, you know, if he can't alter it in some way as the game's going on. Uh, we know Pep doesn't, but Pep tends to do it because he's a stubborn bugger. He doesn't want to alter things, but Klopp. Klopp can alter things. We've seen him do it, uh, alter styles and change things during a game. Uh, so it's his fault as much as anybody else's. But as you said, the second half, I don't think Liverpool were that much better. I think City just took the foot off the pedal. I think we just started to coax a little bit, which is lethal, isn't it? Absolutely lethal. And I think Liverpool took advantage uh, uh, certainly once, but again, they, were, they weren't that great the second half. It's just that we just sort of sat back and thought, oh, we've done enough here, guys. Uh, you know, we've got this one, and it's very, dis- again, a bit disappointing. Ray, I don't know if you remember this, but um, 67th minute, I thought we were 2 0 up. Uh, it was a Ruben Diaz goal, but ruled out for uh, VAR for some um, foul in the build up play. It was pussyfooting about in that, but there was hardly anything going on. Um, look, what the the foul was, Akanji having his hand on uh, Alisson's arm. Okay, now if you want to um, defend Alisson, you know, or support him, you'll say stop jumping up properly and interfered with his leap and caused him to drop the ball. He just fumbled it. Let's let's be clear about it. And all those people who were saying. Akanji had his hand on Alisson, and that was enough. Conveniently forget or omit the fact that Alisson, just before that, pushed Akanji. He pushed Akanji, okay? If what Akanji did was deserving of a foul, what Alisson did to Akanji was deserving of a foul and a penalty, okay? Bottom line is, goalkeepers are protected too much. We all know that. He dropped the ball. That's it. He simply fumbled it, dropped the ball. It should have been a goal. Move on. Uh, Bernard, you, you 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 are a goalkeeper, or you were a goalkeeper. I've I've never seen a performance like that where someone destroys their built-up reputation in in one game. He was all over the place. What was going on there? Have you not watched Anana? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that, we could talk about that. But anyway, let's 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 talk about Alisson. No, he had a he had a poor game. He's having a poor he's having a poor moment. Perhaps you know, obviously, all goalkeepers they, they either come through it and improve, or they start psychologically going downhill. And this is the thing. I don't I think Alisson's way off that at the moment, but he's always had these little errors in him. We've seen it season, even when he's been brilliant. We've seen it season after season. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
he, he was just had a poor game. I want, I want to say <laughs> he's still going to get picked for the next one. He's because uh, there's no one challenging him, so he's all right. But uh, yeah, in the same way, we sort of perhaps get a bit scared at Anfield and our keepers. Uh, Edison will have a, a rush of blood. Perhaps Alison at uh, uh, you know a, a noisy. Etihad, which it wasn't particularly uh, for the twelve thirty kickoff. Uh, perhaps it was a bit too much for him, but I, I think he's. I think he was tired. I think he was tired. I've come back from South America, and when, and when he when he fell down, of course, he must have stepped on that nail that was thrown because he obviously held his foot as though uh, something had gone on with his foot. So uh, I don't know what that was all about, but uh, yeah, he'll be all, he'll be all right. He's just he's just going through a bad patch, but uh, let's hope it continues. Well, Ray, let, let's talk about the equaliser when they achieve parity. They call. They're calling this the snooker shot, a long sort of diagonal drive into the uh, the far corner from Alexander-Arnold, and suddenly it's 1-1. Yeah, give the guy credit. He was in the right place, right time. Oceans of space. I, uh, you know, if you watch the, the, the highlights or the, uh, the replay of that, Edison's, sorry, not, sorry, not Edison, um, Harlan is nearby Alexander-Arnold. Now, you could argue it's not Harlan's job to be going into the box chasing Alexander-Arnold, but I'm, I'm thinking we're winning 1-0. You do whatever it takes to to make sure we stay one nil ahead, and even if that requires Harlan coming back into our box, it requires Harlan coming back into our box. Um, but it, I can't remember which Liverpool player ran into our box, which took our defenders away and left that gaping hole for uh, for Alexander Arnold. Give him his credit; it was a good shot. You know, I'm not going to uh, belittle him or, or say anything. It was a good shot. If any, you know, if one of our defense, if Walker had done that, we'd said this. Oh, a cracking goal, Walker. You know, so it was a good shot. I'm not sure if Edison had much of a chance. It was, it was, it was, it was a good goal from Alexander Arnold. Give him credit. You might not want to, you know, you, you might not want to say that, but let's see how it is. It's a good shot, good goal. Yeah, Bernard kind of um, petered out. I mean, Ray mentioned the word urgency, and the urgency seemed to like drain out of the game. There were there were a couple of um, sharp half chances, I, I I thought, but pretty much after that, it was game over. I mean, what did you think about it? I mean, we had eight with the injury time. We ended up having eighteen minutes after that goal went in. But apart from that, Harlan glancing head and near the near the end, uh, I think uh, we accept it. It's not it's not acceptable, is it? A draw one one at home to Liverpool when you're the far superior team. It shouldn't be acceptable. We should, you know, we should be pushing for it. But you you quite rightly said there. I didn't see a massive. You know, oh, oh, let's fly at them and let's get this winning goal. It's just again, it's it's just not not great. It's as oh yeah, we'll take the one one, but it's just not good enough. Uh, you know, we, we we were the better team. We missed chances, uh, half chances. Uh, Salah was Aki did a great job on Salah. Uh, I think he did a fantastic job. He sort of he supplied the goal, of course. He he supplied the assist, but I mean, you can't blame Aki for that one. And it's just it's just um, not great. It's had eighteen minutes to go. Other, you know, I've, I'm used to watching teams in the past where you, you know, you saw it's like the Alamo. I mean, you don't seem to get that when City are behind or drawing a game. We don't seem to throw the kitchen sink at teams. It just seems oh, it'll it'll come, it'll come, and it never it doesn't. So certainly not this season anyway. So uh, again, uh, I've used the word disappointing too often this, but uh, yeah, we could have done better, but uh, a disappointing draw in the end. So let's use the word again. Ray, I, I don't like to talk about undroppables, but um, over the over the two games we've talked about, it seems pretty clear that you've got to put in Ake and Foden because they have been 
the guys for us. What, what, what would you think of that assessment? Uh, I can't. There's a few people who I think right now are undroppable. Some, if they have a poor game, end up being dropped. I think Doku, what he's shown um, on the left, there's no one anywhere near. No one can touch Doku for what he's doing at the moment. And look, he's, if I'm right, if I remember correctly, he's what, 21, 22 years old? So mm -hmm. not going to have, um, he's 21 years old, he's not going to have just, just good games. He's going to have, a, you know, a few not-so-good games. Um, same as Erling Haaland has a few not-so-good games, but overall he's doing really well. I keep, uh, you know, I, I, anybody who's listened to the pod, anybody can want to come and show me an Aki mistake over the last two seasons, you know, be, be my guest. So I think Aki's another one. Edison, Aki, uh, undroppable. Rodri's undroppable, even if he has a few, he's had a few bad games this season, but he's undroppable. Because he's not, because the other option is Calvin Phillips. Um, so, um, uh, Haaland's undroppable for me, Doku's undroppable, Bernardo's undroppable, Forden's undroppable. The defense, once you've got Aki, you can look around. It, I think uh, a fully fit John Stones is undroppable. So, for me, the positions you're looking at in that side, there aren't many. Um, you're probably looking not, at not Rico Lewis, mate. You won't say he was undroppable. I, I, I was thinking of mentioning Rico Lewis because, but he's he's droppable because Pep keeps dropping him. So um, I'm trying to think of who is consistently playing at a good level and keeps getting selected. So um, I, I, re I Alvarez. It's, it's funny how players like Walker. You know, you saw you have him like last season where you get to a stage where you think, how the hell can we play without him? Yeah. And then all of a sudden this season again, he's he's a bit wishy washy again. It's, it's I, I said a few years ago, I said two years ago, or when L Rico Lewis came in last season, I said Walker's days are numbered. Rico Lewis is the future. He, you know, he's played so well at 17 years old, so or 18 years or whatever it is, um, when he first came in. So I think uh, Walker ha has this in him where he has he goes through good spells and then he goes through poor spells. For me, if John Stones is fully fit, match fit, Diaz is there. Aki's there, those three are shoe-ins. And then you're looking at the last position. The last position is either Gvardiol at left-back or the last position is Rico Lewis at right-back moving into midfield. And if everybody's fit, I don't think, I wouldn't have Walker in the side. There you go, I said it. And Bernard, can... Bernard, would you stick your neck out and maybe give us the man of the match for Man City in, in both these games, the one against Leipzig, the one against Liverpool? I mean, is it, is that an easy job to do? Well, Leipzig, I had a man of the second half, which was folding. I, I can't call it the man of the match because it was uh, pretty useless, wasn't it, as a, as a match? But I did have him down for the second half. And Liverpool, I can't remember. With, uh, Ray, did you have one for Maybe Liverpool? Liverpool, uh, who scored for us against Liverpool? Um, Erling Holland. Um, yeah, I know, but I, I'm, I'm reluctant to give him because I think he should have scored more. Um, Doku was, yeah, Ford and uh, Doku, Ford and, I'll, I'll go with Doku. I'll, I'll give it to Doku. I'll say Doku um, was uh, very positive. I, 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 I've already criticised him and said I, I don't think his final ball was good enough, but, uh, you know. I thought, I thought Bernardo was excellent. Oh, I thought Bernardo, you're right, Bernardo was excellent. But what I, I bought, because, because, um, I'm led to believe that uh, Jeremy Doku does listen to our pod. Uh, <laughs> no, okay, just, just oh, sorry. Uh -huh. no, I mean, 
just in case Danny Midoku is listening to our pod, I want him to know how how we feel about him, how positive we feel about him, and, and uh, he's playing so well. And I don't want to uh, overly focus on his end products in one game because in other games he's been brilliant. His end product's been there. As I said, you can't expect. I think the difference is, and and I'm this is not a having a go at Jack Grealish. Doku generally has good games. He'll have the odd bad game poor, or poor game where his end quality, end product isn't good enough. For Jack, it's the other way around. He'll occasionally have a good game and where his end product is, is worthy uh, of a starting spot. But too often, he's not providing that end product. And I think that's the difference. So uh, I'm a, I'm a, I said it before he joined. I'm a big Jeremy Doku fan. And uh, I think he's got uh, at least 10 years of top quality play at City. Um, you know, and I just want to see him keep on being positive, keep on improving, um, and get to the level that I think you know, in two or three years' time, if he can keep on on the current trajectory, he'll be one of the top ten players in the world. And I think that's a good position to place to be. Yeah, I mean, I've just che- I've just checked my notes, uh, Mike, uh, and I did have Harland as my man of the match actually for his overall play as well. I thought he was. All over the place defensively as well. So I did I did actually plump for Haaland out of about four names that I had. So he was my man mm-hmm. of the match. Well, uh, le- le- comforting uh, to think, guys. I mean, I think Ray was right to call me out for saying it's a bad season. I would say I'd like to amend that and say sort of below par. Now, if this is City playing bad, you could imagine what we're going to be like when we're ab- absolutely hot. And uh, Bernard, you're all across the media. Any updates on Kevin De Bruyne? Or is that still is that still months away? Or what, what are we talking about? I mean, he's away holidaying at the moment, isn't he? So he's not yeah. doing much uh, recuperation at the moment, or um, weight training, or whatever, because he's he's too busy uh, gallivanting around the world. But uh, so for me, it's looking early mid January at, at the earliest. I was hoping Ooh. December, but just looking. But hey, you don't know. He, he might, you know, within once he comes back within a couple of weeks, he might be he might be starting again. But uh, at the moment, I think we're working on January, aren't we? Mid January. Um, and uh, Ray, I, do we have any ups, uh, Do we have any updates on John Stones? I know he was on the bench for one of these games, which kind of confused me because Pep pretty much said that he wasn't going to play, but he was going to be on the bench. But uh, any yeah. updates on that guy? No, no, he's he's not played yet, has he? So. Um, I, I can see him being on the bench next game. But on, on one hand, I don't mind. If, if it gets him fully fit, then... Um... I, think, I think the idea was probably to bring him on against Leipzig, but of course, of course the way the game panned out, it never happened. Yeah, OK, I, I've, got some, I, I've got some information on KDB. Um, he, I think KDB said January. Uh, Pep said, if he said January, it will be January. <laughs> okay, I would have loved to have him all season, but now he has a tough injury and surgery. And he said end of December or New Year, so that will be a happy New Year for everyone. So this is. Oh, okay. I think Jeff will be saying tomorrow. If Bernard said January, it's January. I think he'll say that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Just uh, two two small items uh, to complete before we finish the pod. Um, the second one. Uh, is about City's immediate future. But just before that, guys, any other results around the world that uh, tickled your fancy, that, that made you raise an eyebrow or anything like that? Starting off with Man Ray. Man United's draw with Galatasaray after leading 2-0 and 3-1 away from home. That was obviously uh, raised a little giggle. 
Um, and the bottom of their group, uh, they need to beat Bayern Munich in the next game and hope the other result goes in their favour to get through. Uh, I, I hope they don't get through. I hope they finish bottom of their group, don't get to the Europa League because that'll cost them more money um, and make their fans even more, uh, besides being unbearable, make them cry and show their enti entitlement status even more. Um, so mm -hmm. I think, uh, yeah. That was interesting. The other Bernard, have you, sorry, go, Bernard, go ahead, Ray. No, uh, sorry, got, sorry, Bernard. Um, as you scan your eye across the various results that came through, anything uh, that um, surprised you um, amongst the other results, either in the league or in Europe? No, I think I, think I watched a bit of that Celtic game. Well, I was obviously in, in, at the ground. I was in Mary D's and I went to the ground the other night. And it's just the level, the quality, the the level. I mean, obviously they were playing, you know, well, one of the, I would say one of the name teams, and the, just the quality of football was awful. This is why I was quite confident that uh, I'm not worried about the Champions League, you know. And teams like Celtic, I know they have to get in it, and it's fair to get into these these competitions as the champions of Scotland, and they have to qualify. But the the, the level of play and the, the quality of football is it's pretty abysmal. Uh, it really is. It really is abysmal to what, uh, of course, um, was it Lazio, wasn't it? They played. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't think, don't know where they are in the Italian league. Are they near the Reynolds or whatever? But you know, it's just these guys are in the. This is why perhaps this Champions League is a misnomer, and it should. You know, we'd all love it to go back to being the champions and stuff like this. Although Celtic will still get in it based on being champions, but it's just it does overall. You know, you're talking half a dozen teams, perhaps, who can, who can probably win it. Um, it's just a poor level. That's what I noticed, really. I just wanted to comment on watching that Celtic uh, Lazio game. Yeah. OK, final section. Um, over to Ray. Ray, what's up next for City? Uh, what's up next for City is uh, we've got a game against the Spuds. That's our next game. Um, and then we've got... Um, well, I think that uh, the Villa game away from home, so those are the two big games. And uh, I really do think we need to be coming out of them two games with six points because we need to be beating the teams around us um, and uh, we need to stay up with everybody else who's up there. You know, can you see Arsenal and Liverpool not winning, but two, two teams not winning their next two games? We've got to beat Spurs this, this uh, Sunday. That's the first thing. And then focus on the next game where I think we've got to... I mean, I think... Some maybe quite a few fans will be happy to get away from Villa Park with a draw because Villa are doing really well. I think this year they've got the third most number of points, about 10 points behind City this year, uh, this calendar year. So obviously they're doing really, really well. So I, I think we're going to have to, um, you know, pull out all the stops to beat them. Um, obviously we can because we're good enough, but um, I think we're going to have to work hard. Uh, Bernard, that game against Tottenham is at their ground, right? No. No, that, that's at, that's at home. That's that's at the Etihad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it was at their ground, Ray would be saying, "Well, that's a defeat." So we'll look at look ahead to Aston Villa next. <laughs> yeah, it's at the and Etihad, I, I, mate. If, if, if it wasn't at the Etihad, I don't think I, any of us three would be confident of getting a result. Although I know, I know, I know. Yeah, no, I was just thinking that. We've got the Etihad, and then obviously Villa at their place, and Luton, Luton Town after that at their place as well. All right. Well, listen, guys, it's been an absolute delight to be with you. Um, thank you guys for staying with us. It's been six years now and we're still going strong and we will keep going strong. And uh, thank you very much for your support.
So we'll finish off in the normal way by saying, have one on us and up the blues. Have up the super blues. <laughs>